imagine that you wake up every morning and you're just trying to come up with a way or an excuse to not go to work. Imagine that you're a mom, you're a stay-at-home mom, and you just can't wait until the day comes when your kids are old enough to move out of the house and you no longer are responsible for their care. In this episode, my guests, Sabrina Del Duca and I talk about why and how people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies can contribute to and lead into having feelings of not wanting to go to work, not wanting to be a mom, not wanting to hang out with friends, and just how one's life can be unmanageable and really suck at every level. Throughout the podcast, we will talk about these stories and how these tendencies can show up and then what you can do to move out of these patterns if you are feeling like they are holding you back in your life and how to have a more meaningful and desirable life. To the Masks Off for People Pleasers and Perfectionist podcast, I am Kim Gross, your host, and it is my mission to help you unmask from people-pleasing and perfectionistic behaviors so that you can finally have the confidence to live the life that you truly desire. Let's tune in to this week's episode. Today, my guest is Sabrina Del Duca, and we are going to jump into a conversation about perfectionism and people-pleasing and how that showed up in her life and what she did to start to recover and heal from that. And we'll jump into her story in a moment, but I want to begin with a quote as I normally do. And the quote was offered by Sabrina. And that quote is, you have the power to change your life. And it all starts with your mindset. And I love that because, oh my God, I love it so much. I love the synchronicity of everything. I have been in such a space, as I shared with you not long ago, about doing this Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff and shifting my mindset. And I'm going to just share this with you and then we'll go from here. Just this morning, I was doing a Dr. Joe meditation. And he, in the meditation, he asks you to set an intention and then visualize or think about what you want to bring into your life, right? I was like, okay, I want to manifest more in terms of my podcast and in terms of my business. And what freaking came up, and I love the synchronicity because we just talked about this last night on your podcast is, and I didn't even share this one last night, but this is another major characteristic or trait of the people pleaser, which is this feeling and belief of not being open to receiving. Mm. 
right? Oh my God. It's like the people pleaser just gives and gives. As I was saying before, the people pleasers always focusing on what the other wants, what the other needs and is very reluctant to focus on one's own needs. So I'm like, ah, all these light bulb moments going off. Okay. I am not receiving what I want in my business because I'm in the energy of giving. I give content. I give value. I'm giving on my podcast, on my TikToks, giving, which I love that I'm giving, but I am not open to receiving. I have not been open to freaking receiving. And it was all of a sudden, oh my God, I get it. And then I just embodied in the meditation, the feeling, the emotions of what it feels like to just give and then receive, give and then receive. And that's a mindset shift. It is. So we're going to jump into all of this. You can start wherever you want, but first tell us who you are. Tell us about yourself and then take it away with your story. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on your show. What an honor. I began like many of us do in a childhood environment where I was constantly trying to please my parents. And when I was thinking about how am I going to share my story with you and with your listeners today? It was a little aha moment for me because I never looked at it in that way. I never really realized how much as a kid I was trying so hard to please my parents, specifically my father. Mm. I really wanted his validation. And I even catch myself today, like I'm a 40-year-old woman. I catch myself today making decisions. Dad, what do you think? Is that okay with you? And if he's not okay with it, I am destroyed. <laughs> and I'm going to come back to this when I talk about my career transition, because that was a big learning moment for me of trusting myself and not relying on others. But as a kid, I was the straight A student. I did my homework on time. I was obedient. I did all the things to make sure that I was following the crowd. And I did that for so long that at one point, I just felt like there must be more. There must be more for me. And what am I doing? Do I really enjoy what I'm doing? What's my life path? Like all these questions started coming up where it was questioning the social norm. And I was always the different one in my family. I also have a background in dance. So I was the artistic one, but I was also the brain. So for my parents, it was like, okay, dance is cool. It's fun, but go to school, get a degree and have dance as a backup. And the obedient child who wants to please her parents. Okay, sure. Let's do that. But dance always kept coming back. And there was always this pull towards the freedom that it had for me to express and I was blocking my own reality of I'm an artist. Yes, I happen to be intelligent as well, but I need to follow the path that makes sense for me. And it was only recently that I started doing that. Because again, it's okay. Here's another example of, yes, I, I got the degree and I was working at a dance studio, but there was an interest or a curiosity for me to go into the corporate life. So I did follow that calling and I went into advertising, which was amazing, super fun, super fast paced. Like I was traveling, I was working with these amazing clients and it was awesome. I was doing these amazing commercials. Like it was a great job. I was in it for 10 years. And here is another link to the people pleaser 
I was the client director, which means I had to make sure everybody was happy. Everybody. And again, Kim, we're having this conversation and it only clicked now. That was my role for 10 years. I was officially the people pleaser of the agency. <laughs> that could have been my title because <laughs> I had to make sure clients were happy. Creative was happy. Was Sabrina happy? Didn't matter. And I put myself aside, not realizing, because I was doing my job. My role was to make sure everything was running smoothly, that everybody had what they needed, but to check in with myself and make sure, am I okay? That rarely happened. And guess what? When I did speak up and say, I need a team, I'm working all alone, I need help. I was never heard. I was never given that opportunity to have a team. Oh, budget. Oh, it's okay. You could do it. Cause yeah, I would do it in the end. I would get it done. But after so many years of just pushing and going and not listening to my inner voice, I reached a burnout, right? I reached the point of exhaustion and I started questioning, is this what I really want? What, what makes me happy? Because this isn't it. I would go in stressed. I would wake up in the morning and this is when I knew I was at my lowest. I would wake up in the morning and the first thought was, how can I call in sick today? What's my excuse for not going into work today? Mm. So for those listening, if you ever have that feeling, that is a huge red flag of something in your life needs to change. I was not wanting to go to work. I would go in at 10, 30, 11 a.m., like too late because I had no motivation, but I didn't know any different. And I didn't have the strength and the courage in my exhaustion to think of what else there is. So in my lowest point, I was disconnected from myself. I didn't recognize myself. Even if I look at my relationships, my friendships, I would go out with my friends and I would be a zombie. People would be laughing around me and I'd have these flashes thinking back to dinner, let's say. Everyone's laughing and I'm just sitting there. And that's what scared me. I lost myself in the process because again, as a people pleaser, Everyone else, make sure everybody else is okay, but you rarely check in with yourself. So thankfully, my boss at the time actually gave me permission to leave in the most difficult yet needed conversation that I had with him. He identified himself in me and said, this is no longer for you. And it's okay. Because then there was the guilt of I work so hard for this. This is an amazing job. Why would I leave? What do you mean it's not right for me? Anybody would love to have this job. So there was the shame, the guilt that came with it as well. And not only am I a recovering people pleaser, but a recovering perfectionist. So everything needed to be done amazing. And in my low moments of like lack of motivation, my work was suffering. So everybody was noticing. And I remember even one of the clients in a meeting being like, you're not talking a lot today because I would just sit there and not be present, not be in the moment. So thankfully, my boss said, you need to find something different. You need to reconnect with what makes you happy. And I fully support you. Let me know how I can help you. But this is no longer for you. Obviously, it was a shock for me to hear that because it was scary. But at the same time, I was like, thank you, because you just gave me permission to look for something different, to find something new. And now here's where we go back to my family being super supportive as they always are. When I told my father this, he freaked out. Mm. What do you mean you're leaving your job? What do you mean you don't have a backup? Because that was the other reality. I don't know what I need to do, but I know I need to leave. Mm. 
I need to heal myself. I need to find something that gives me a purpose, that fulfills me, that drives me. And once I started shifting, and here's where the work started happening for me, once I started shifting from a place of guilt and shame and embarrassment, because there was that too, into, hey, I get to choose what I want to do in this next chapter of my life. That's freaking exciting. I actually have an opportunity to say, everything has served me until this point, and now what's next? And that happened to me in my mid thirties. So who has an opportunity at that point to actually say, Hey, what's the next chapter of my life going to look like? So I needed to shift my mindset and lean into the excitement of feeling like I can actually accomplish something different. And I have the power to change my life. And that's where it started for me that I took control in the most amount of control I could have in this time. I took the control of saying, what do I want to do next? And that began an exploration process, curiosity of what are my gifts? What are my, what am I good at? But first and foremost, it was healing because I was really low. I was really out of it. So I needed to heal. I found meditation to help me just release my feelings because I was keeping those stuck for the long, for a long time. Through meditation, I was able to really get back in touch with who I am and at the core, who is my authentic self. And I had to learn very quickly that the people-pleasing tendencies, specifically trying to please my father with my life choices, needed to take a backseat. He was not fully supportive because he didn't understand. From that generation, you choose a job when you're out of school, you stick to it for life, no complaints. And I understand, but I had to, because in the beginning I was upset. What do you mean you're not supporting me? You're my father. Like, how come I'm not gaining your validation? So there was the people-pleasing tendencies of you need to validate me in my choices. But at the same time, he doesn't understand because he doesn't know my reality. So I needed to, again, mindset work, say his reality is different. He would never do what I did if he were in my position. And that's okay. But I need to be okay with my own life path and trust that eventually he will come around. He will see that. I'm happier. I'm successful because in my mind, I knew that was the path I was going on. And here we are today. And so, yes, he did come around because he saw, okay, she's putting herself first. And that was hard too, of putting myself first and listening to what my needs were and are still to this day. So that path actually led me to help other women who are in the same position. Those who feel stuck, who feel guilt and shame, who want something more, who feel like there has to be more to this life, I help them to just get in touch with what it is that you want. Get clear, what is your path, and then work on those mindset blocks because there's always those limiting beliefs that hold us back. There's always those reasons of, I'm too old, I'm too far in my career, who am I to change, right? All of these kind of truths that we create for ourselves that are just in our head. So that's where the mindset piece of, that's where my quote comes. You could change your life, but it all starts with your mindset. If you don't believe you're capable, you won't get there. Yeah, And that's what I did for myself. Wow. Oh my gosh. Such an incredible story. You really outlined the people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies so eloquently, so well. And Mm -hmm. 
just the feelings that go with that. I can just see you sitting at the table with your friends and just being quiet and being numb and not Mm -hmm. saying anything because you're just getting to this very low point. And that's what I loved what you shared is because that is often what will happen to anyone that is in recovery is that they'll hit this low point where nothing seems to be manageable in your life. Nothing seems to be working. You don't feel joy. You don't feel Mm. vibrant. Your vitality, your life force is being drained because you're in this perpetual state of pleasing or perfecting, which is cutting off from your true self, your true nature. When you're cutting off from your true self to please everyone, and that is so ironic or not ironic that your job description and role was to make sure everyone was happy. If that wasn't to draw out all your people pleasing tendencies and behaviors and to put it in a mirror for you to see like Sabrina this needs to change (laughs) and then to just really share with us and I think that's such a good indicator for anyone who is listening that if you are waking up every day and trying to figure out how not to go to work or If you're a stay-at-home mom and you're waking up every day and you're like, I can't wait till these kids grow up and move out, or I can't wait until, or I can't do another day of being a mom, or if you're retired and you're every day, what am I going to do with myself and just sit around and watch TV or something all day? I don't know what it is, but anything that is keeping you from living your life fully and wholly and from a place of wholeness. And because I always say in my videos or just wherever that the last thing that I want to have on my deathbed is the regret that I didn't show up fully in the world. And as long as I stay stuck or mired in people-pleasing and perfectionism, I will not show up fully in the world. I will be showing up with those masks on. And so you are so freaking brave to leave a job. And you had an amazing boss, by the way. That's incredible that he saw that and that he gave you that permission to go and figure out how to show up in your full, authentic, true self. Mm -hmm. But then I'm even thinking, and maybe you can explore this a little bit more with us. I'm thinking about the courage slash fear that you Mm -hmm. must have had when you went to tell your dad in particular, or your parents that you were leaving your job, you were leaving your income source of income to go find yourself. And again, I hear you about that generation. Like, what the F? What do you mean you're going to find yourself? What the hell does that mean? 
exactly. You stay with your job. What do you mean? What do you mean? You have a good job. What are you talking about? What like, are you yeah. talking about? What are you unhappy about? What's there to be unhappy about? You know what I'm saying? Everybody's so- unhappy. There's that too. Like everyone oh. goes through that. That's normal. Like yeah, just stick it out. Right? Such bullshit. Okay. So walk yeah. us through that a little bit of mm-hmm. how you found that within yourself, knowing that your dad wasn't going to approve and you did it anyway. I remember having a moment of realization that this is what I need to do for myself. When it was first presented to me, there was fear and it wasn't even an option that I had considered. In my mind, I was going to go to the doctor, get a note to be out for three months or a few weeks, and then I would come back. But then again, my awesome boss was saying, but if the nature of the job is no longer for you, you can take all the time off you want. But when you come back, everything was the same. So you're going to get right back into that pattern. And that's what I tried to explain to my father. There was no explanation that could have had him understand what I was going through, because again, that's not his reality. So I needed to put myself first. That's really what I feel I I did because we had a few weeks of, I couldn't speak to him because every time I would speak to him, he would question me. And I understand he's coming from a place of worry. Like, I just want my daughter to be okay, to have an income, to live her life. I understand. But at the same time, I kept saying to him, dad, I'm sick. I am unhappy. And this is necessary for me to be okay. And I feel like once I said that, that was like at the end of the weeks of trying to convince him that this is the best thing for me. That's when finally, I think he realized like, okay, she's not doing well. And the mental health aspect that again, that generation doesn't necessarily fully comprehend. He was starting to understand, okay, there's something bigger here that she needs to figure out or she, the fact that I feel if I said, that I'm sick, which I, I was very sick. I was very low. I was not myself. And it was really the courage of saying, I need to do this for myself, for my own well-being. I can't be stuck here for any longer, or I'm really going to fade into nothing. Uh, I'm already numb as it is. This is just not possible for me to just keep going. So it was also the motivation that there could be something else for me. I could come out of this and find a better place. And that was my focus. So there were those few weeks where my dad and I didn't really get along, which gutted me because I speak to him every day. And not having his approval really took a lot. Meanwhile, my mother was very supportive. Live your life, do what you need to do, meditate, yoga, go for it. So they're very different, but I had the full support of my mom of I'm here for you, whatever you need. And eventually my dad did understand what I understand now as well. What I was told is that people around him spoke to him about what I was going through and made him realize that it was necessary for me to change. So he did have other people let him know what the reality was in my case. And so I'm grateful to those people because they helped me to convince him that this is the right thing I was doing. And I kept saying to him, like, dad, trust me. I trust me, which was a big thing for me. Like I I trusted myself. I trusted that my heart 
needed to guide me into this new area and this new path. And so I was like, dad, just trust me. And when you see that I'm successful and I could do it on my own, then you're going to understand. Yeah. So let me pause there for a minute because I want to highlight something. So if you were accustomed to asking your dad for approval and what you should do on different decisions throughout your life, and he was in a place of being used to telling you how to do things, right? That alongside the fact that what underpins perfectionism is self-doubt. And when you have self-doubt, you normally don't trust yourself. That's the antithesis of self-doubt is trust or vice versa. So walk me through then how you got yourself to this place of knowing and trusting yourself when, because because I know you shared with me that you have perfectionistic tendencies and you're uh-huh. recovering from that, that how you were able to get yourself into this place of being able to trust yourself and make such a huge life altering, life changing decision. Like I can imagine somebody listening and saying, I want to leave my marriage. I want to go. I want to quit my job. I want to start my own business, my own, this, whatever. I want to write a book. I want to do this, but they have so much Mm self-doubt and don't trust themselves. So how, Mm -hmm. so walk me through how you got yourself to that place. Hitting my rock bottom was the indication that something needed to change. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that change was, but I could, like I mentioned earlier, I could no longer stay where I was. So I feel like we all go through those who do successfully change their life or change their career. We all have that moment of your version of rock bottom of I, the realization that this is no longer working for me. Because for so long, we just put up with it because it's familiar. It's uncomfortable, but it's familiar. So we stay because the unknown is scarier. The unfamiliar is scarier. So we stay where we're a little uncomfortable just because we know what we can expect. But when we get to a point where even that is no longer enough, I think that's where I was. I think I just reached that point of something needs to change. So I did seek out support. I seeked out a mentor, a coach. I had people around me who could help guide me and realize that I was capable of more. Like, what other gifts do I have? What can I tap into? Okay, advertising is no longer for me, but what did I enjoy about it? I did enjoy creating those connections, relationships with people. And I did enjoy seeing the impact of when I found a solution or when I was able to guide them to success, the happiness that they had. So in my mind, I was like, I want to help people. And even as a dance teacher for over 30 years, for me, what I want or what I appreciate about being a dance teacher is that I'm able to instill confidence and see the instant gratification when someone gets a move, when someone gets something and how proud they are of themselves. So in my mind, that's the direction I wanted to go in. I wanted to help people be the best version of themselves. I didn't know what form that would take, but through the coaching, through seeing, okay, what can I do? Then I did go back into teaching dance. It was supposed to be just a side gig, but it ended up becoming bigger uh, because I was able to get those opportunities to really impact people. 
And then coaching was a natural fit for me. Like, how can I bring what I've learned and my experience? And again, like, how can I help women who are maybe not rock bottom, almost there, but you don't have to hit rock bottom. You just have to realize that, hey, there's more for me. This is no longer serving me. What else can I do? So when they're ready for that change, I help guide them to realize what is it that I can do? What do I need to let go of? What can I lean into? So for me, it was really the the need that I can't stay here any longer. And so connecting with myself again, the healing work, then the trust in myself started to form because I was aware of my gifts. Mm -hmm. I was aware of, okay, what am I actually good at? And often, as you said, Kim, the people pleaser, the perfectionist, it's hard for us to receive. It's hard for us to take credit, to be proud of ourselves because we always want to strive for more, which like you said yesterday too, striving is good, but in a healthy way, when we're just constantly chasing after the next thing, that's when it becomes a little problematic. But the idea of giving myself props for being like, hey, I'm good at what I do. I'm a good communicator. I'm a good teacher. Let's lean into the things I know I'm good at as a start. And then the other things I can build, the other things I can learn. What I love about what you're saying there is because those things that you just talked about <clears throat> are your innate, inherent gifts. So there's a knowing that those are things that you are good at. And when you connect and tap into that knowing, that gives you the confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. So the last thing that I want to tap into is that we've talked about the fact that we are recovering people pleasers and perfectionists, which means that it's never a one and done, right? It's the healing process is ongoing. That spiral of healing that just keeps going upward means that there's always something new to learn, whether it's a new layer of our wounding or a different nuance of it, or just a little tweak here, tweak there. We're growing all the while we are growing and we're healing, but mm -hmm. it just keeps going, which means that those patterns are going to show up. Those limiting beliefs are going to show up again. So walk me through what your process is when you notice your people pleasing or your perfectionistic tendencies mm -hmm. rearing the head when the mask comes on again, you're like, ah, oh, shit, there I am. I just <laughs> was being a perfectionist again, or I was yeah. just people pleasing again. What's your process? The awareness piece is key. Mm -hmm. So noticing that, oh, we're here again. <laughs> oh, this is happening again. I think that's the most important. And then what I do and I help my clients do is to just give yourself a moment of pause, of distance. Often with the distance comes even more clarity. Being curious, don't judge because we can easily fall into the pattern of, oh, why am I doing this again? I thought I was healed of this or thought I let go of this pattern. So if it's coming up again, what I always love to just remind myself is it's coming up again because there's still something I need to learn. There's still something I need to work through. So thank you, universe, for this opportunity to work through that challenge. 
So once I see it from a place of gratitude, then I'm able to take that distance and say, okay, why am I reacting this way? Is it because I'm too much in my head and I'm just falling back into my patterns? Often, yes. So that distance and that space allows me to get out of my head, get into my heart and say, okay, this is happening for me to learn. What is it that I need to respond with versus react? The, I think the knee-jerk reaction is where we can catch ourselves going back into our old patterns. But when we have the opportunity to see it from a different perspective and say, okay, I know that if I react that same way, I'm going to get that same result, which is not going to serve me. How can I respond differently? Often for me, it's okay. What, it, what are my needs here? Or why am I trying so hard to please this person? Mm. What am I wanting from them? The belonging, the validation, most likely. But then I have to ask myself, what, do I really need that? Like, why am I trying so hard to get this person's validation or to please this person and doing a disservice to myself? For example, someone asks me for a favor or someone asks me, can you come? Oh, I'll even put it in context of work. Can you teach a class? I, my schedule's full. My schedule's packed of teaching and coaching. Uh, I really need your help. Can you come in and teach a class at this time this day? On the schedule, it works because I can fit it in, but I know energetically that I'm going to be drained. And I know energetically that if I go there, it's going to be taking me out of my way, but I know this person needs help and I want to do it. But at the same time, the distance that I create for myself in that moment before saying yes right away is saying, am I really going to benefit from this? And learning to say no is also understanding that if you say no, it's because there's another opportunity that is ready for you that can come for you. So saying no is not in the, I'd never want to do it again. It's more of the, I need to leave that space open for myself. And knowing that the no is not negative, it's just putting yourself first again and saying, what am I energetically able to do in that moment? And that was hard for me because I was the yes person. I was saying yes to everybody. Yeah, I'm going to run around the city, teaching all the classes, being there for everyone. And at the end of the day, I'm drained. 100%. And then I can't show up as my best self. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you just really so well defined. And again, the people pleaser tendency of just wanting to say yes. Again, why? Because you get that endorphin hit almost. Yeah. Oh my God. You're so amazing. You're just like, thank you so much. You're so amazing. You're so great. What, but I, by saying Absolutely. yes all the time. So yeah. And having that pause is so key. Putting in that pause allows you to just really, as you said, go from your mind down into your heart, checking in with your heart, checking in with your body. Mm -hmm. And the more that you practice these mindset shifts and awarenesses, the more you will be able to step into that energy and that place of wholeness of being able to be authentic, be true to yourself, step into wholeness. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. And I feel the more you practice, the quicker the solution or the response will come to you. Whereas in the beginning, it may take time for you to understand what your body needs or what your heart is telling you, that the more you practice that intuition, that inner voice and that inner gut feeling yeah. will happen so automatic and you'll be able to trust it, that you'll be able to move through that process quicker. And that's what I saw for me. In the beginning, it took me more time to understand, okay, how do I respond? 
And then the feeling is what I learned to trust because as we're listening within, we're also feeling where in my body do I feel this? If I feel in bed of like heaviness, I know it's not right for me. If I feel light, if I feel like, yes, I can say yes and not have any repercussions on my body and myself, then I know it's a, a right decision to say yes. So it's learning to trust how you feel too. Not only what makes sense logically, but it's those inner little, very subtle shifts in your body that give you the indication, am I saying yes for a good reason or do I need to say no? And then yes, as you practice like anything, then you're going to learn to trust those feelings more. Love that. Love it. This was an enlightening conversation. I love this conversation so much. I could just keep talking about people pleasing and perfectionism. I love it. So where can people find you? You can find me on the Instagrams of the world. (laughs) You can find me on social media, Duchess Sabrina. I also have a podcast that Kim is on as well. Get into flow podcast on all the streaming platforms. You can also contact me through my website, which is my name, sabrinadelduca.com. You'll have my coaching information there. My website is primarily for coaching. Instagram is for coaching and dance. So if you want to see a little bit of my lifestyle of how I have my dual dancing and coaching life going on, you can follow me there. I love to connect with people. So send me a DM, send me a little message and let's chat more about people pleasing and perfectionism and mindset shifting. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness. This was really good. Thank you so much for being here today and being a guest. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for the opportunity to tell my story from this perspective. It was enlightening for me as well, as I mentioned, to just see my life decisions and my path in this way and realize that, oh, yeah, the people pleaser has been there for a very long time, (laughs) longer than I realized. So thank you for the platform. Thank you for everything you do as well. You're welcome. And it is so cool how that happens. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Masks Off for People Pleasers and Perfectionists. And as always, if you enjoyed this conversation and would love to get more of this content pushed out, I would so appreciate and love a review, a comment, a subscribe. Thank you so much. And until next time.